0: Passover, the Sabbath, and the Torah. These are Jewish traditions that often raise questions for Christians. The issues that confront believers are being asked and answered. Right now, on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Bernis. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to discover the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. I'm Jonathan Burness. For those of you who love Israel, the Jewish people, and the Jewish roots of our faith, Jewish practice and customs are of great interest and they can enrich your faith. Now, what are the common questions that Christians ask about Jewish customs and faith? That's our topic today. Joining us once again is an apologist, an author, a Bible scholar, a radio talk show host, who just happens to be a Jewish believer and a good friend of mine. Please welcome back to the program, Dr. Michael Brown. (laughs) Mike, welcome back. I have to, to, we were talking earlier and I have to tell people about this, just let people in on a conversation we were having. You used to come here in the earlier days of this ministry, even before I took over in 98 and we had this little tiny studio. It was actually a chapel, and we recorded just uh, in the uh, stage area. It was a little tiny area, and you used to stand in front of a pulpit and preach five-minute messages, and Brother Kaplan just marveled, the founder of of Jewish Voice, and he used to tell me, that Mike Brown, he can preach. He's he's nonstop. He's a machine.
1: How many did you do? Well, I, I remember it almost felt like a tunnel. It was just this narrow little thing, and I just remember sitting there, and they said, bring a five-minute message. So, I mean, five minutes, that's short, that's easy. There's so much in the Word, right? And uh, I said, you want to do another? I said, yeah, yeah, let's do another. So, you want to do another? Let's do another. So, we kept going. I think we did 19 consecutive messages. But the funny thing is, I was just enjoying it. It's like, yeah, keep going. I believe that you're a prophetic voice to our nation. And I
0: want you to talk about what you, what's burning in your heart. What do you believe is on the heart of God concerning his people, particularly in the West today.
1: In the late 90s, the theme of a revolution began to rise. Not a carnal revolution, not hatred, not anger, not violence, but a Jesus revolution. Overcoming evil with good, overcoming hatred with love, overcoming the flesh with the spirit. That God's people would be so radically changed that we would go and change our world around us. That we would take back some of the ground that had been taken out from under our feet and the Holy Spirit began to promise me. As surely as there was a civil rights movement, there was going to be a gospel-based moral and cultural revolution. And then about 11 years ago, we began warning about things that were happening in the society. We began uh, calling on people that have a burden of love to reach out to those who identified as gay and lesbian, Uh, reach out to the people with compassion, but resist the agenda with courage saying that this had become the principal threat to freedom of religion, speech, and conscience in America. So all the things unfolding. I hate to tell people I told you so, but for years we've been putting this in writing. We've been talking about it on the radio. This is what's coming. This is what's coming in marriage. This is what the Supreme Court's going to do. Here's the war on gender. Here's what we can expect next. And little by little... People are waking up to reality. But now's the time. We don't have to talk about next year or five years from now or 20 years from now. Now is the critical moment. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, the ultimate test of a moral society is the kind of world that it leads to its children. And right now, you've got young children. I've got younger grandchildren. What kind of world are we leaving to them? I got saved in 71, and we were told Jesus is coming back any moment. It's all over. He's coming back any minute. All the prophecies have come to pass. That was almost 45 years ago from when I got saved. So, yeah, I live with urgency. I live with expectancy to see the Lord, to see Yeshua return.
0: Do you see revival coming to America and
1: and Europe? I I believe it is not too late. I'm focused so much on America. I have hope for Europe, but I believe that the best is yet ahead for America, but there's going to be a great I believe that, too. I believe the world's getting darker
0: but we're called to be lighter and lighter and lighter. And there, there is so much that God has for this Last Days Church. I really believe that. Mike, let's turn, because we don't have much time, let's turn to the Jewish people and talk about why it's important. Now we're both Jewish believers in Jesus, so the salvation of our people is really important, but why is it, should be, it be important to Christians that are that are watching this program, yeah, the it, salvation of the Jewish it, people? It's
1: important for a number of reasons. First. It is the Jewish Bible and the Jewish Messiah and the Jewish prophets and the Jewish emissaries, apostles. So obviously for Christians to reach out to the people of the book and the people of the Messiah, that makes sense. It should be important. It's also important because Romans 11, Paul says the salvation of Israel will be life from the dead through the whole world. Either speaking at the least of international revival, but probably with that, the return of Yeshua and the resurrection of the dead. And I do not believe that Jesus will return until the Jewish Jerusalem welcomes him back. So if we want to see Yeshua come and set up his kingdom on the earth, we need to be praying for the salvation of the Jewish people. So there's an indebtedness, there's a spiritual practicality, and if we want the Lord to return, we need to see it. So it's essential. It's important that every Christian all around the world prays for the salvation of Israel. And on that level, as Israel goes, the whole world will go. The recovery of the Jewish roots of our faith is important, why? It's important because we're getting things right In other words, if we depart from the roots, if we depart from the foundation, we're gonna be out of balance in a certain way. You can see through church history, when the church completely renounces its Jewish roots and connections, it tends to go dry, it tends to go uh, traditional in a wrong sense of the word and even become anti-Israel. It's important also because it sends a message to our people that yes, you can be Jewish and believe in Jesus. There's something whole about it. Look, we're perfectly happy, you and I, to preach at a church, to preach to Gentile believers, and we're all one in Jesus, and it's wonderful to see the Lord move. But there's something in us deep down that still says we're Jews. We're Jews. So there is this connection that has a history, a tradition, a beauty, a power, and it, it only enhances what we believe.
0: Uh, We've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to tackle a real tough one that we're asked a lot. Should Christians celebrate Shabbat. In fact, Saturday, the seventh day Shabbat. That's one you don't want to miss. And then later in the program, we're going to take you to Zimbabwe, and you'll see firsthand how we're helping a tribe in the remote bush of Zimbabwe called the Lemba. This is a Jewish community that not only has oral traditions going back over 800 years, but they have DNA proof that they're descendants of the priestly tribe of Levi. They now have over 50 Messianic congregations. It's an incredible, inspirational story you don't want to miss.
2: Have you always wanted to understand the Jewish roots of your faith? Are you fascinated that Jesus was a Jew? but you never really understood how Judaism relates to Christianity? Do you have a lot of questions that can't seem to find any of the answers or haven't known where to look? Now, all of your questions will be answered in one place by an expert. Dr. Michael Brown, a Jewish believer in Jesus, is a well-known author, radio host, and one of the foremost Messianic Jewish scholars in the world and he has written a book to help you understand your Jewish connection. Discovering the Jewish roots of your Christian faith will open up new doors of revelation in your life, help you grow in your relationship with the Lord, and change the way you read the Bible. Many who've had this revelation have said it is like being born again, again. For your gift of $40 or more, we want to send you dr michael brown's book 60 questions christians ask about jewish beliefs and practices this book is an easy and simple guide to understanding the jewish roots of your christian faith and provides answers about judaism that are relevant to anyone who loves the lord and wants to learn dr brown addresses questions like was jesus really a jewish rabbi should christians adhere to the dietary laws What is the difference between Passover and Easter? What is the difference between Judaism and Christianity? Jewish customs and traditions are part of your heritage. This book is a must-read if you want to learn about the Jewish Jesus and your identity as a son or daughter of Abraham. Take hold of the blessings of Israel that you have now been grafted into. In addition, if you call right now, we will also include the Feasts of Israel CD teaching by Jonathan Bernis. Learn how the feasts in the Old Testament were actually types and shadows of Yeshua's redemption. How these appointed times are prophetic indicators that point to both the first coming and return of Jesus. How Yeshua fulfills these feasts in detail We'll also include these beautifully designed Celebrate the Feast tent cards. Learn key scriptures for each feast along with Hebrew blessings translated into English. Celebrate the Feasts of the Lord in your own home with easy-to-follow recipes. Use these year after year to celebrate the seven major holidays. If you respond to this offer today, Not only will you learn about the Jewish roots of your faith, you also will be helping us work to save and transform Jewish lives. We want to sow these resources into your life as you help Jewish people in need in some of the most remote places in the world. But hurry, the clock is ticking. Precious Jewish people are in desperate need of medical care and medicines. And, most importantly, your gifts of support will help us share the good news that God loves them and sent His Son to die for them. God said He would bless those that bless the Jewish people. This is your opportunity to bless the Jewish people and be blessed in return. So please, pick up the phone and call, log on to our website, or send your gifts of support to Jewish Voice. Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona 85001. Anything you can do today will save and transform lives. So please pick up the phone and call. And thank you in advance for your generous support.
0: Welcome back. We're here with Dr. Michael Brown. He's the author of a really great book that I encourage you to get, 60 questions that Christians ask about Jewish belief and practices. We left off with this, a a, a big one, the question, should Christians observe the seventh day Sabbath, Saturday Sabbath, and your
1: response? Yeah, so in the book, I go through all the relevant scriptures. Let me give you this short answer. There is no New Testament command for Gentile Christians to observe the seventh day Sabbath. They are absolutely free to. You can trace it back to Genesis 2 when God rests on the seventh day. You can trace it to Exodus 16 before the law at Sinai when God says you're going to get double manna because tomorrow is is a rest day. You can go through the Ten Commandments. Then through the prophets, God says that this is a sign he's given to Israel to keep them separate from the nations. You can then get into the end of the book of Isaiah where it could be speaking of the millennial kingdom. Seems to that, that all the nations will observe a seventh day Sabbath. So you can say it was in the past for Israel. In the future, it'll be for all people, could well be. But the primary New Testament message is that Yeshua is the substance. Colossians 2, Paul says, don't let anyone judge you over this. In other words, don't let anyone put you under pressure about seventh-day Sabbath observance because that's only the shadow. The substance of it is the Messiah himself, which is why he says at the end of Matthew 11, if you're weary and heavy-laden, come to me and I'll give you rest. So the great revelation is that the Sabbath Purpose, the Sabbath revelation finds its highest fulfillment in our relationship with Yeshua, where we come to rest and a place of forgiveness. And then it seems that the New Testament teaching was liberty on this, especially you had a lot of Gentiles that this really wasn't an option in the world they lived in and the, you know, the slaves didn't have the option of taking days off and things like that. The principle, Romans 14, although he's not ex- probably addressing Sabbath there, the principle is let everyone do what they're persuaded to do in their own heart. So it's wonderful to do. It's a great way to identify with Israel. Certainly there should be a day set aside for rest and just going before the Lord. However, it is not a New Testament so command. Not
0: very positive if you're called to do it, but understanding it in the right perspective. The rebuilding of a third temple, do Jews want a temple rebuilt?
1: Your average Israeli probably doesn't think about it at all. The Christians visiting, they think about it. Your average American Jew thinks about it even less. And your average Orthodox Jew, they are praying for the return of the Messiah. And when he returns, the third temple is rebuilt. Traditional Jews, they're praying daily, passionately, wanting to see the temple rebuilt. They're still mourning over the destruction of the temple in the year 70. They're longing for the Messiah to be revealed and rebuild the temple. But there is a small group, the Temple Mount Faithful. It's unique. They've got, they've got all of the garments, the priestly garments. They've got the altars. They've, they've got all the elements basically ready. And it is a movement. They have movement. classes where they teach these things. So it's actually happening and they feel that the rebuilding of the temple is in conjunction with hastening the return of the Messiah. So your average Jew doesn't really think about it. Your average religious Jew is praying for the Messiah to come and see it rebuilt. But there is this fascinating movement which is only in recent decades and they are working towards the rebuilding of the temple. And just the fact that there is a movement,
0: a growing yeah. movement is really of interest. Very much. It is. Let me, let me pick another question from the book. Uh, I really like this one, too. Did God make a special way for Jews to be saved without believing in Jesus? This is interesting because on the one end on the one side of the spectrum, you have replacement theology yeah. god 's finished with the jewish people there 's no purpose for uh, any anything jewish uh, it 's done away with, and then on the other side is a love for the Jewish people that loves them unto death, as yeah. I said. They're, they're wonderful. They have their own covenant with God. They don't need Jesus, so don't share with them. Do they have their own way?
1: No. We need to shout this from the rooftops, that it is a sacred responsibility and a sacred privilege for Christians to share the good news of the Jewish Messiah with the Jewish people. I think in the post-Holocaust era, the the church's collective guilt for what happened to the Jewish people, the centuries of European anti-Semitism, the idea that that Jews are all going to hell. I mean, there was such a swing away from this. And many people love Israel dearly and they they stand with Israel. They're Zionists, but they've they've gone to this other extreme, which is a different form of anti-Semitism, which is withholding the message of the Messiah from the Jewish people. So real simple. Jesus did not come to establish a new home and garden religion called Christianity. He came to fulfill what was written in Moses and the prophets. If he is not the Messiah of Israel, if he is not the one of whom the prophets spoke, then he is nobody's Messiah. He's nobody's Savior. Nobody should believe in him. Christians shouldn't because he was either deceived or a deceiver. If he is in fact the Messiah, thank God he is, then he is for the Jewish people first. Paul said the gospel, the good news is to the Jewish people first. That remains the same. If Jewish people could be saved by obedience to the law if anyone could be saved by their own work and effort with god's help then the messiah would not have needed to die he died because there is no other way and and who shared the gospel with me christian friends i'm indebted to them thank
0: god for them thank god for you
1: that love the jewish
0: people and that jewish person is not there by accident in your life really quick answers to some of these questions we received What are the biggest misunderstandings about Judaism? Is Judaism anti-Christian?
1: Most of Judaism is not thinking about being Christian at all. It's not a reaction against Christianity. It's its own religion. I would say the biggest misconception is that it's all a matter of dead works to a traditional Jew. They do what they do out of love for God. Paul said it, zeal for God but not according to knowledge. And a traditional Jew is not thinking by my goodness I'll get in, but by God's mercy through repentance I can be accepted by God.
0: What's the biggest misunderstanding that Christians have about Jewish people? Or name a couple if you want.
1: Yeah, well, one is that your average Jewish per- person knows the Bible really well, that your average Jewish person is spiritual, so your average Jewish person is more secular. Uh, that's not the case. And, and that uh, for a traditional Jew, that, that they know all about Jesus, that they, they know about the New Testament, they reject it. No, for them, it's no more in their world than Muhammad is in the world of a Christian. We have so much more to talk about. We just scratched the surface of this
0: topic. Sixty great questions with even greater answers about uh, Jewish beliefs and practices that Christians are asking. I want to get it into your hands. Uh, again, we've just scratched the surface. There's so much more. I really encourage you to get the book. Well, I want to focus now on our medical outreaches. They're, they're a big focus for us here at Jewish Voice. We provide medical care, dental care, eye care, even eye surgery to impoverished people, Jewish people and their neighbors in some of the remotest places in the world. But most importantly, we share the gospel and lives are being transformed. Along with new congregations of Jewish people who believe in Jesus, they're springing up all over Zimbabwe, and it's an amazing thing to experience. We 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 have a clip prepared for you that we want to show you about what God is doing among the Lemba community in Zimbabwe. Take a look. <laughs> People are going to the dirt behind their houses and they're casting bricks and then they're heating them and they're carrying them on the back of a donkey or in some cases on their own backs up a mountain to be a part of a congregation which is being built. The Lemba are personally deeply invested in what the Lord's doing in their community. The Lemba alongside us are making personal, individual commitments to be a part of it. We honor the Lemba commitment and we're excited to partner with them, not to do it for them, to do it with them.
1: Then I came back, there's a church which, which preaches about Yeshua, the Son of the Living God. Then I say, Ah, is it the Muslim people? And they keep on saying, Ah, they are the really people of God. They are preaching about the true message of Yeshua. And I said, Oh, let me come. Then I come. And when I came here, I found it was really good. They were preaching about Yeshua. Then I was given a Bible. Then I, then I said, Ah, it is truly that they worship the true God. So,
0: I was going to put it in negative. I was going to put it in negative. I was
2: Koshaquas and Dokutikan and Chiapunuan Guadines, no Tambuza, Dinona put in the name Chuana put in the no Sunungu, Panes Nest Sanga Dozens and dozens of Messianic
0: Jewish congregations have been planted, not only here around this hilltop, but throughout the nation of Zimbabwe. Prepare a way in the wilderness, a highway for our God.
2: Have you always wanted to understand the Jewish roots of your faith? Are you fascinated that Jesus was a Jew, but you never really understood how Judaism relates to Christianity? Do you have a lot of questions, but can't seem to find any of the answers, or haven't known where to look? Now, all of your questions will be answered in one place by an expert. Dr. Michael Brown, a Jewish believer in Jesus, is a well-known author, radio host, and one of the foremost Messianic Jewish scholars in the world. And he has written a book to help you understand your Jewish connection. Discovering the Jewish roots of your Christian faith will open up new doors of revelation in your life, help you grow in your relationship with the Lord, and change the way you read the Bible. Many who've had this revelation have said it is like being born again, again, for your gift of $40 or more. We want to send you Dr. Michael Brown's book, 60 Questions Christians Ask About Jewish Beliefs and Practices. This book is an easy and simple guide to understanding the Jewish roots of your Christian faith and provides answers about Judaism that are relevant to anyone who loves the Lord and wants to learn. Dr. Brown addresses questions like, Was Jesus really a Jewish rabbi? Should Christians adhere to the dietary laws? What is the difference between Passover and Easter? What is the difference between Judaism and Christianity? Jewish customs and traditions are part of your heritage. This book is a must-read if you want to learn about the Jewish Jesus and your identity as a son or daughter of Abraham. Take hold of the blessings of Israel that you have now been grafted into. In addition, if you call right now, we will also include the Feasts of Israel CD teaching by Jonathan Bernus. Learn how the feasts in the Old Testament were actually types and shadows of Yeshua's redemption. How these appointed times are prophetic indicators that point to both the first coming and return of Jesus how Yeshua fulfills these feasts in detail. We'll also include these beautifully designed Celebrate the Feast tent cards. Learn key scriptures for each feast, along with Hebrew blessings translated into English. Celebrate the Feasts of the Lord in your own home with easy to follow recipes. Use these year after year to celebrate the seven major holidays. If you respond to this offer today, Not only will you learn about the Jewish roots of your faith, you also will be helping us work to save and transform Jewish lives. We want to sow these resources into your life as you help Jewish people in need in some of the most remote places in the world. But hurry, the clock is ticking. Precious Jewish people are in desperate need of medical care and medicines. And, most importantly, your gifts of support will help us share the good news that God loves them and sent His Son to die for them. God said He would bless those that bless the Jewish people. This is your opportunity to bless the Jewish people and be blessed in return. So please, pick up the phone and call, log on to our website, or send your gifts of support to Jewish Voice post office box 6 Phoenix Arizona 85001 anything you can do today will save and transform lives so please pick up the phone and call and thank you in advance for your generous support
0: you can't believe the joy that springs up when people find eternal life their their lives are completely transformed We've been able to help so many over the years, but there's so much more work to do. When we work together, we can literally rescue people from death and transform their lives. There isn't time to waste, so anything that you can do will make a difference. I wanna invite you to call the number on your screen now, and we'll rush you out Dr. Brown's informative book right away, anything that you can do will be helping us reach Jewish people that are waiting to be helped. They are in desperate need. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Before I go, I want to remind you, as I always do, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible says, they shall prosper that love thee. By the way, we're going to Jerusalem. I'm going to be leading a tour on the 50th anniversary of the restoration of Jerusalem. We're gonna be there on the day celebrating with tens of thousands of Israelis at the Wailing Wall along with celebrating Jewish Voice's 50th anniversary. So I wanna invite you personally to join my family and I in Jerusalem next year on the 50th anniversary.
2: Join Jewish Voice Ministries as we tour the Holy Land and celebrate Israel 2017. It's time to honor the 50-year anniversaries of Jewish Voice and the liberation of Jerusalem. On this trip you'll stay in five-star accommodations as we tour Mount Carmel, Nazareth, Jerusalem, the Mount of Olives, Upper Room, and more. You'll see Jonathan Bernice commemorate the recapture of Jerusalem right where it happened. We'll also visit an Israeli military base and enjoy a Bedouin meal. You can renew your marriage vows on the Sea of Galilee and participate in an immersion ceremony at the Jordan River. As an added bonus, you can even visit Eilat, the Red Sea, and world-famous Petra. Act now before this once-in-a-lifetime event sells out. Call and speak with our events coordinator to learn more exciting details about Celebrate Israel 2017 or visit jvmi.org Israel.